Well, if you have command start, uh, yeah, you'll probably want to hit it early today. Cold snap is here, and it's not leaving us anytime soon. Some fresh snow coming, less than a couple centimeters, uh, so uh, not even an inch today. Hasn't been backbreaking shoveling at all, but uh, definitely went looking for the extension cord. I wanted to plug in when I got to work this morning. Took me a few minutes to even find my block heater cord where it was normally hanging. It was no longer there. I thought, did that rip off? No, I found it jammed up there. But uh, give yourself a little extra time in preparing for winter's wrath that has now arrived. If you have little ones, you know what I'm talking about. Just getting them bundled up there to get out the front door. Takes extra time, too. I want to introduce you to Hillary Pahal, who is in an online baking competition right now. She's pushed through yet another round of voting. Is still in the hunt to win ten grand U.S. And if she wins, she'll be featured in a very famous baking magazine, Bake from Scratch magazine, and the opportunity to meet the cake boss himself, Mr. Buddy Velastro. So welcome to the show, Hillary. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How many competitors went through this competition originally? Oh, goodness. So there was almost 45,000 people. And now it's down to about how many, do you think? About 1,000. And you're one of them. From 45,000 to 1,000. And Saskatchewan show and representation. I love it. How's that make you feel? Nervous, excited, grateful. I have all the feelings. Yeah, I bet you do. Now, you grew up in Yorkton, but you live here in Regina now. How did this passion begin? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) From a very young age. So I was baking. I don't even remember the first time I baked. It was that long ago. I usually bake with my grandmother. And she taught me so much during those years. And I got so many easy bake ovens, too, which I burnt out. Do they actually work, by the way? Honestly, yeah, they, they did work. I, I burnt myself multiple times as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandma was a huge influence, right? Huge, huge. Like, I, I don't even know if... I would take up the passion if it wasn't for her. And I've learned that uh, your grandma's passed since. So did she leave you some secrets? So many old cooking books from her mother. So my great-grandmother's recipes, we all have them in her original writing. So it's, it's really cool and really precious to have. Okay, well, how did you get into this competition then? What did you present that caught their eye? So I made a couple of things in the past for people because baking is just a hobby for me right now. So I've made wedding cakes in the past. I've made birthday cakes in the past. So I submitted those photos to the website and in the application it asks you why you want to be the winner, what will you do with the winnings and you know I described all that and submitted it, crossed my fingers and I I got an email back saying hey you're in. And how will you spend the 10 grand US if you win it? I kind of want to put it towards a down payment for my first home because I've always wanted you know that dream kitchen with all that counter space. Hillary Pahal is my guest. She's in an online baking competition. What is it that you love about baking besides, oh, well, the end result? Is it uh, the connection that you can have with grandma there as you did in the past or family and friends now? It- oh, for sure. I think it's a mix of it all. It's kind of more, I feel close to grandma. I'm making people happy at the end of the day. You know, people are saying, oh, your work's improving, and that's huge for me to get that criticism. If uh, parents are sick and tired of uh, their kids on uh, devices, I've never had a love for baking, but I have uh, girls in my household, nothing but girls. And that's yeah. the one thing I did is started to connect a lot more at a young age, get them involved in baking. Like My niece, she's five, she asked me for an easy bake oven, I want to say a week ago, because she realized I was in a baking competition. <laughs> nice. Wants to be just <laughs> like you, of course. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get back to this competition you're in. In the aspect of what you'll win, besides ten grand, what else is in this? 
So I'll be on the cover of Bake From Scratch magazine. So it kind of gives you some, I, I guess, some influence in the baking world because it's a very prolific magazine in that world. So you could be in the magazine. And uh, because you love baking, I bet you've always watched The Cake Boss himself, right? Yeah, that's a huge one, too. I want to meet Buddy Velastro. He's one of the originals. <laughs> and you would meet if you were to win the grand prize. Yeah. Hillary Pahal is in this quarterfinal. Voting ends January 18th, hoping to make the semifinals and by the end of the month, the finals, to be crowned as champ. What's it going to take? How can we help? Yes, there's a website. It's called thegreatestbaker.com. I believe it's slash Hillary Pahal. If you can't find it there, you can find the link on my Facebook page. Just type in Hill's Cakes and I should pop up there. Can we vote as often as we like? Every 24 hours, you get one free vote. Other than that, you can donate to the Be Positive Foundation and you can get yourself as many votes as you want. Okay, so it's a fundraiser as well on the side, too. Well, look, I'll invite all my CJME listeners to start voting now. I'll share the link on my Facebook page, too, okay? That's awesome. Thank you so much. Good luck, Hillary. Let's keep in touch. See how you do. Awesome. Cheers. Definitely a lot colder. Going to remain cold all week. It's not that icy yet in Regina by no means. But I think the further north you go later today with the amount of snow they're expecting uh, from Davidson and towards Saskatoon. It could be a little dicey. You'll want to be checking the highway hotline. I uh, mentioned earlier this morning how I had to go looking for my block heater cord, and it wasn't uh, hanging where it normally hangs. Found it. Got my extension cord. Got to work. Plug in. I look over, and Kevin Martell, who parks right next to me, hasn't plugged in. And I thought, that is weird. And You know, you I, were adamant about that sort of thing. And, you stuff. know, I thought you were going to mention something uh, when I when I came up, and I thought, uh-oh, Greg's going to call me out on this. Yeah, what happened? So I remembered the cord. That was the big thing. I, I was thinking about this last night, and I was like, oh, better bring my cord. I, I packed the cord. It was there. Plugged it in. Stupid thing sparked right at the outlet. You were almost electrocuted? <laughs> There's a little bit of a whoop. And so I thought, oh, yeah. But you know what? It was also my own fault because I was playing fast and loose with that cord. It was frayed at either end. It had still worked up to that point because I had tested it out, uh, I can't remember, somewhere else, a light at home or something like that. And the light came on, so it did work, but it was finally it's dead. Wow. I need a new cord. Greg? That's, that's that's quite the story. You were almost <laughs> electrocuted. I would have pulled up. I would have I would have saved your life, Kevin. I know that. I would have done it. Whatever possible. But I'm just <laughs> glad you're okay. <laughs> but yeah, frayed cords are dangerous, that's for sure. But look, hey, this cold snap is not going to be uh lifting anytime soon. It looks as if it's gonna be here all weekend. The snowfall though, for us minimal. But yeah, Davidson and Northward, right? Yeah, a little bit more. And that's where you look at Environment Canada snowfall warnings. That's kind of where it is. So if you are headed north this morning, yeah, pretty well. A good chunk of central Saskatchewan, really all around areas, the Battle Fords, Prince Albert, Saskatoon, Lloyd, they're all under the snowfall warning. But Regina, somehow, Greg, we escape the brunt of the storm, at least this time. Okay. Now, let's talk a little about teachers in the province still far apart. They're not even negotiating right now. This conciliation report comes out. Uh, it's I, I don't understand here. Uh, they don't want to, the province says they don't want to have anything to do with the teachers when it comes to classroom size and complexity, yet they're dealing with complexity on their own. 
They are. I'm confused here. Yeah, so the province came out yesterday with a $3.6 million, some new money to go to school divisions, not every school division, but eight school divisions across the province, including uh, two in Regina, the Catholic and the public school division Mm -hmm. in Regina. And it has to do with, I guess, what we're calling problem childs, kids with behavioral issues. And so what they want to do is they want to set up a class and, and put a teacher and a couple other support workers um, well, then they agree with the teachers <laughs> and they want to. Yeah, exactly. But, and that's exactly. And so that's the big beef with uh, that SDF has. They, they're the president, Samantha Beacott, is saying, it. you know, this funding here, that's basically an admission that class complexity is an issue, which is why they're giving this money. All right. Samantha is going to be on the show after the 830 News, along with uh, the education, education minister. minister. Yeah. So both Cochran. will come on. They'll okay. talk about uh, contract and obviously this new money. Lots to decipher out of this. And uh, maybe we'll get some answers later on here. Really quick, that Alaskan Airlines, that uh, the yeah. whole, uh, you know, on the uh, way back to Oregon there. And we, we told you the story yesterday. But what's really fascinating to me now yeah. is that we hear the same plane that that door slash window plug blew out from had previous pilots said, um, these lights keep coming on talking about cabin pressure. Can you check it? They checked it and they put it back into service anyhow. Yeah. And these are the 737 MAX 9 uh, planes, which, by the way, Canadian airlines don't use. So there's no worry, at least if you're flying, say, WestJet or Air Canada. But yeah, it, it is certainly a problem now. United Airlines is grounding some of its Max 9s because of what they have reported as well as some loose bolts. Mm-hmm. So we don't want another exit door blown yeah. mid-flight scenario out there. Yeah, no, it, it's it's crazy to me to think that previously pilots had said, oh yeah, these lights are flickering off and on and the plane was serviced, but they just put it back in their service with a restriction. Just don't fly it over open water. Yeah, it's disconcerting, <laughs> yeah, these, yeah. This is information that just gives me, like, uh, the willies when I think about going flying next. But, uh, yeah, I guess so. It's what what's happening out there right now. Thank you, Kevin Martell from the 980 CJME Newsroom. It's 658. I love this bar. It's my kind of place. Just walk in. Well, it's Toby Keith, and uh, I love this bar. That's for all the general managers and coaches of the CFL who have gathered in Nashville for annual meetings. Boy, uh, they didn't have to be nudged too badly, I bet, to go to those meetings in Nashville. They'll find time on lower Broadway after they uh, decide on some of the rule changes, like that uh, dribble kick that Jamie and I alluded to in his commentary. I'm kind of with Jamie on that one. It's it's unique. Keep it. But I bet they uh, they ditch it. It is a uh, bitterly cold uh, forecast in store for us this week. It's it's a bit of an adjustment after what we've gone through uh, the last few months, that's for sure. But uh, it was inevitable, and certainly, uh, I mentioned my last weather hit the command start, or else command someone to go start your car for you. That's what it was like when we were kids growing up. When we hit 16, boy, that was the turning point for mom and dad. Did you say, go start the car for me? Heard that all the time, but uh, yeah, command starter, command someone to to crank it up. And how long should you warm your vehicle up? Well, we're going to find out that and much more here with Jason Mancinelli from Driven Automotive with some winter reminders. Good morning, Jason. Let me start to, uh, let's let's go with the debate of what the temperature has to be before you actually plug in. Well, a 
lot of cars actually have a thermostatic block heater on them now, and they don't even start turning themselves on until about minus 12, minus 14. So once you're below minus 10, you're safe to plug in, and from there your car kind of decides on its own, too, if it's going to warm up its block or not. Cars are getting pretty fancy. They certainly are. And is it hard on your vehicle if you don't actually plug it in? Well, there's definitely a little bit of extra stress on something when it has the oil thicked up from the type of cold we see. Uh, it doesn't flow as quickly or as readily, so it, it does incur a little bit of wear. Not usually the failure that shows overnight, but for the longevity of the vehicle and for your own comfort, you'll notice it. Plugging in definitely helps out and get the most out of your vehicle and, you know, creature comforts for yourself. Of course. And what, what about the length of time you need to warm a vehicle up? Uh, is there an ideal length at all? You know, minus 10, minus 20, 30 seconds, and you're pretty good to go. They say by the time you get your seatbelt on, the mirrors adjust and settles, the car itself is ready to go. For me, uh, thinking about windshields, the ability to see out of your vehicle and not frost up from breathing, yeah, I, I always like to let them idle for a couple minutes until the warmth starts coming out of the vents just to be safe and you don't fog up. But uh, actual need of the vehicle actually ready to go pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, when you start to feel the heat, then uh, it, it's it's good to pull away. Driven Automotive's Jason Mancinelli. How about the age-old debate of winter tires over all-season tires this time of the year? I think I know which one you say works best. Yeah, you know what? You're speaking of music for me. There's no comparison a winter tire to an all-season tire. And uh, with the amount of vehicles on the road compared to 30 years ago and just the weird weather and the ice ups we have now, it's kind of horrible in Saskatchewan when we have one insurance agent all pay the deductibles for poor decisions so i really wish they'd start to look at getting our roads moving a bit better in the winter with some kind of winter tire mandate yeah and give you a bit of a rebate too if you get winter tires on i don't disagree with you there winter tires they have a good shelf life too don't they well tires have a shelf life like milk uh, over in europe uh, seven-year-old tires no longer legal we're not like that here of course but winter tires don't wear as readily you get a 10-year-old pair of winter tires it's probably time to replace them even if they have tread left because they're starting to delaminate and have problems with Driven Automotive's Jason Mancinelli. What about car battery? Uh, Check that and replace it when? Batteries will save people a lot of money by replacing them before they fail. Cars have so many computers on them now. Fluctuations in voltage cause a lot of problems. Don't wait for your battery to fail and let you down in front of the parking lot. It might not just let you down for the battery. It might take out a $1,000 computer with it. You got a five-year-old battery in your car? I took your advice Uh, recently. I uh, made sure I came into this window with a brand-new battery. All right, five years. Here's a good time to check your battery. Uh, Good to know. Thank you for the tips, Jason. Yeah, I hope you're enjoying the new year, and we'll catch you later. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Not too icy out there. Definitely cold. And uh, with incoming snow... It appears that you'll want to call the highway hotline if you're headed north on uh, number 11 in particular. Uh, from Davidson and northward later on, expecting a lot more snow than a couple centimeters, less than an inch. Uh, it's kind of nice. Yesterday I got home from work and uh, shoveled the snow that had fallen uh, the previous night before and uh, felt pretty good. It's not backbreaking at all so far. It seems weird not to have uh, too much snow shoveled up on the side of the driveway. But now the cold weather snap has returned and... Hauled out the big park at a shovel yesterday. Joining me now, Taylor McPherson, who's hanging out uh, for the Evan Bray Show. As Evan's still a little under the weather, I feel great myself, but suddenly my voice is all raspy. Have you avoided the bug lately, Taylor? All right. Taylor, I'm going to magically uh, talk to Taylor in a second here or not? Maybe we uh, we lost yep. him there. Oh, there he is. Hi, Taylor. Hello? Hello? I can hear you. Can he hear me? 
All right. Taylor, I'm going to try this one more time before I move on. <laughs> okay. Oh, there you are. Can you you got me? I got you, Greg. All right. Sounds, sounds much better. I even forget what I asked you in the first place, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> How are you dealing with this uh this this cold here this morning? Did you remember extension cord to plug in? It's brutal, Greg. This is the first year, though, that I've had command start on my car, and boy, am I taking full advantage of it. I upgraded last year. I got command start and heated seats, and boy, my butt has never been warmer. I almost don't want to get off the heated seat to walk into work. I was just talking about how when we were kids and we were old enough, uh, my mom or dad would command us to go start the car. That was part of our, <laughs> our ritual before going to school, so... Congratulations on the command start. The one thing that changed my life years and years ago was when they had heated steering wheels. I appreciate that more than the heated seats because I hardly ever wear gloves in the winter. So oh, it's, it, it, it's it's brilliant to me, for sure. Heated everything is the future, <laughs> yeah. Greg. We'll get to a point where it's just heated everything. You know, you'll wear a head-to-toe heated bodysuit the instant you go outside and you'll never be cold again. Well, That's they're the not future. far off. They're not, well, there's a lot of construction workers that have, uh, you know, those heated electric, uh, you know, uh, jackets and stuff like that. So I had a heated hoodie for a little bit in university, and it was great. It wasn't good on its own, but you'd wear it, like, underneath a couple of other layers, and boy, would it ever warm you up. Nice, nice. Well, look, I know you've got a pretty action-packed show, as, t- as uh, Evan is uh, feeling a little uh, sick here, here today still. Uh, of course, the teachers in the province remaining apart. And now this conciliation report is out where the province, uh, you know, recognizes or part of me, the teachers say there's a bit of uh, open window there for them to discuss about class complexity, according to the conciliators report. Yet the province is now announcing that they are going to do their own thing. Uh, it's yet it's kind of the same thing the teachers are asking for. This is complex, literally. It really is. But don't worry, Greg, I'm going to get this all sorted out because we're talking to Jeremy Cockrell, Education Minister, and Samantha Beacott with the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation. So I'm sure I can get this dispute sorted out. You know, we'll just we'll just all sit down and sing Kumbaya this morning and they'll have a new contract by the end of the show. I promise you. Yeah, that would be a modern day miracle. <laughs> I don't see the <laughs> I think it's growing further apart the way this is unfolding it, right now. And parents are worried about the potential for a teacher strike, losing extracurriculars. We don't know how this is going to end other than that this this dispute just keeps raging on it certainly does okay so the education minister jeremy cockrell uh, right after the 830 news followed up by samantha Picot. is that right that's right okay uh also on your show later on here i was talking this morning about the benefits of blueberries and it's alzheimer awareness month and i uh, i know this firsthand from previous studies that have been shared through uh, the alzheimer society that blueberries are so very High in uh, antioxidants. They're great for heart health, cancer prevention, memory. They really pack a punch. And did you know a cup of blueberries is only 85 calories and that is the perfect snack for you, Taylor? I was actually reading about it this morning after you mentioned blueberries and Alzheimer's. i got to be eating more of these things, man. There's so many health benefits. Yeah, don't eat too many, though. They're pretty high in fiber, and I don't want you gassing up the studio, okay? <laughs> You'd have to eat <laughs> a right, lot I'll of them. It, but... I'll take it in uh, in limitation, but, but I will seriously, start eating more blueberries. Blackberries, too, apparently. Yeah, the wilder, the better, too, when it comes to uh, blueberries. If you can buy wild be- blueberries, that's the way to go. Uh, so, yes, Alzheimer Awareness Month. One of your guests today, uh, coming from the Alzheimer's Society, Saskatchewan, I believe right? 
Yeah, we're going to find out a little bit more about it. We're learning more and more about this disease that affects so many people in such an awful way. We're learning more and more about it every year. So we'll find out some of the latest research, and I'll ask about blueberries and some of the other foods that might have some health benefits for those suffering from dementia. You'll hear some of the numbers about how Saskatchewan is going to be affected by dementia in the coming years, and uh, it's it blows my mind how underfunded it is when the need is clearly going to be there, that's for sure. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, the new face of tourism. Regina coming to you. That's going to be an interesting one. Remember, it transferred back from real over to the city on January the 1st. They've hired a new person to lead Tourism Regina, and we're going to find out more about their plans going forward and how they're going to move on from some of, well, okay, I guess I can say the debacles that we've seen in Tourism Regina recently, Greg. Well, we certainly hope it's a good experience for her. <laughs> yes, Thank we you, do. Taylor. 728, see you at 830.